Ulysses, it is a Wednesday, which means it is time for one of our favorite episodes of the week, Midweek Mailbag. Yes, and we have a voice memo, which you know that we enjoy, though, so we have that to open. And of course, it's even a better Wednesday, Kevin, because the Rays won. Okay, it's a winning streak, two times in a row. Celebrate. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. And we're the hosts of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And if you're interested in becoming a sponsor advertiser with the program, Locked On Rays at gmail.com. Well, Kevin, like I said, in the cold open, the Rays beat the Red Sox once again. And it was a little bit more of a, of a race-type win, a 3-2 ball game. These are the types of games that you have to win, the one-run types. And I just want to say uh, two things about the broadcast. Number one, I really enjoyed uh, them miking up Harold Ramirez. That was mm-hmm. really cool to, to get a little bit of the sounds of the game and get the fandom a little bit of – of knowledge on who Harold Ramirez is as a per- as a person, the personality that he brings to the to the dugout. I think that was a really cool way to f- of highlight spotlight a guy who has been really successful this year. And you mic him up, and then you you get him a little bit closer to the fan base. Uh, th- that that's that's pretty cool. And another thing about the game, Francisco Mejia uh, catching Verdugo sleeping at third, very very clutch. Also, of course, the RBI uh, clutch hit. Mejia, if we can see, I do. I trust Mejia's bat. Like, I'm not not a lot of yeah. other catchers that that we've had in the past, and I know you do too. If he can just do things like that behind the dish, I think that would be just incredibly huge for this team, Kevin. Without Zunino, that's look. That's I, I no, I think that's a great point, and I think some of it goes back to he is young. You have to give him time to mold himself into a quasi everyday catching role. And the fact that he's getting these opportunities to showcase his skill set and showcase his ability and get comfortable with the pitching staff and get comfortable with being out there more times than not. We say it all the time. It's, it's difficult when you grew up and went through the minor leagues playing every day. And then you're playing once every two, once every three days. So it's uh, sometimes, yeah, it, it sucks for a, what Mike Zanino is going through right now, but that allows a guy like Francisco Mejia to elevate. And we know that Mejia is going to wake up and hit. So the Rays, a hitting catcher. What? That's crazy. That's fun (laughs) stuff. That, that takes us back to the Wilson Ramos days, the John Jaso days, the Travis Darno days for as briefly as they were. So uh, no, that, that is a great thing. So uh, do the Rays make it three in a row today? Oh, Boy, I really hope so, and and it would just give this team a little bit more of a of a of a happy vibe going into the All Star break, which is in a week, to just get them rolling. I know it doesn't seem like much being yeah. fourteen games out, but being in sole possession of that top wild card, which is essentially kind of another division type holder now with with the way the the playoffs um, have it set up, mm-hmm. you're at you're on your own home ballpark. 
you'd be at tra- the trap uh, hosting that last wild card. So, um, or the middle wild card rather, right. I think. Uh, so yeah, that, that would be great news. That would be great news. Uh, do you want to get this started with the audio memo from Michael Begg? Let's do it. All right, here we go. Hey guys, I'm trying to stay optimistic about the season, but it's a bummer to see Wander Franco back on the aisle for five to eight weeks and KK out for a bit. However, as race fans, we have to understand that when healthy, this race team is actually pretty good. I believe we'll have at least a third of our injured list players back around September. With the expanded playoffs, we still have a shot at making the wild card and making a deep playoff run. With all of that in mind, what do you think the Rays front office will prioritize before the trade deadline? And who from the injured list do you think will be back and positively contribute for that September March to the playoffs? Thanks, guys. Uh, good, good question from Michael. Thank you so much for the yeah. audio memo. Uh, which, which question do you want to ta- tackle first there, Kevin? Um, I guess with the injured list situation, as far as who we expect to make the biggest impact, I, I'm looking at it from this perspective of who is the closest to being back. I'm not looking at the biggest name. I'm not looking right now at Wander Franco six to eight weeks out. He has a setback and he's got to go through a rehab assignment. I'm looking at the guys who are already doing baseball activities and are back in the complex league or back in AAA. So to me, that screams Brandon Lau. That screams Yanni Trinos. That screams Luis Patino. That screams Pete Fairbanks as of right now. Yeah, no, the, 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 I agree with with the um, with the setup there, and and with those four names. Look, we all have we all know what the biggest detriment to this team has been is the lack of stable offense. Yes, um, and so when you can now pencil in Brandon Lau into that lineup, I don't, I don't, we we have to be conscientious of the context the baseball context as soon as i say brendan lau makes that team better well first of all that's a fact yeah but for those that say well brendan lau can go in a cold streak and for the next two months he won't hit it doesn't matter because a cold brendan lau let's say he's really cold and he's at 80 wrc plus so he's 20 points below a, 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 a an average player yeah who are you putting in for Brendan Lau the last two months? Vidal Bruhan, Taylor Walls, now maybe yeah. Yu Chang. I they mean, don't we, reach eighty WRC plus ever. So like, it's already an increase right. if you have a cold Brendan Lau. Even and, and now imagine this: if he comes in and he's just like average, not even to his actual potential of like one twenty WRC plus, uh, WRC plus, one thirty WRC plus. When he's really hitting the ball well, he's getting some pop. That's unimaginable. I mean, I mean, he's the guy. Yeah, and again, an eighty WRC plus is better than a forty-five or a fifty WRC plus, which we've seen quite a lot from guys. This yeah. season and just his presence alone should elevate the rest of the lineup and the rest of the roster as well, just thickening the lineup. And maybe we he's got a reputation of uh, second baseman who hits 39 home runs and 99 RBIs in a year. 
guys might pitch around him and give more yeah. opportunities to others out there. So that's also a plus as well. As far as needs, um, where do we start? I mean, a, a, a guy who uh, can hit home runs, a guy who can drive in runs. I mean, that's the other thing too is as good as Isak Predis has been and as bad as Austin Meadows has been for the Tigers, and part of this may be the fact that the Rays have run into many outs on the base pass. The Rays are one of the worst teams in sacrifices this year. So that is something to keep in mind. A guy that can sacrifice himself and drive in that run when it is needed and when it counts. So basically, uh, an offensive-minded guy who plays decent defense, that runs the bases well, that draws walks, uh, I don't know, a unicorn, I guess. Um, Really, I mean, all joking aside, it'd be nice to see with all the young faces on this roster, a inspiring, influential veteran type, i.e. Eric Sogard, i.e. a Skip Shoemaker, i.e. Logan Forsythe, those types of guys. Yeah, yeah. And 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 those names might not be the flashes, might might have no chrome attached to them, as yeah. Joe Madden would say, but those are the realistic names. Those are the realist re- realistic names. And um, and so you have to start with that. So good question, Michael. Good question. Yeah. I appreciate the audio memo. Uh, always bring them in. If there are 60 seconds, you guys are getting on the show. And you know what also yeah. is getting on the show, Kevin? Built bar. Because true. it's delicious. Okay, they've got a coconut brownie chunk built bar. And it's now covered also in delicious, chewy marshmallow. Of course, you know that it's made of 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. So check it out today by going to built.com. And remember, when you go to built.com, you're going to get a whole lot of flavors that are low in calorie, low in sugar, high protein, and of course, they're all delicious. So go to built.com, use promo code uh, LOCKED15, and you're going to save 15% off your order. So again, go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15. You're going to save 15% on your order at built.com. All right, this next question from Daniel Perez. He says, hey guys, what's a good trade proposal for Brandon Drury? Because with his contract and the level he's playing at, uh, the Rays could use a guy like him. Well, Daniel, thank you for writing to us. Uh, I believe it was Christian. I forget his last name. Sorry, Christian. You can you can uh, bombard me on our uh, on our Instagram DMs. Your Christian last name that I forgot it. That's who reached out. To us. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, and he come he he, came, he gave us the Brandon Drury name like a month and a half ago. Right. So good for you, Christian, for for picking that up. Uh, this is obviously going to be an all star this year. Um, he he's producing at a very high level. If you if you guys don't know, Brandon Drury, second baseman, third baseman. Uh, we're talking about WRC plus. His is one thirty six this season. He already has an F four of 2.2, 18 bombs, a two seventy seven average, three thirty three on base, five forty slug. Yes, this guy is really really good. Um, as as far as the free agency, he will become a free agent entering the twenty twenty three season. So. This is his last year, so it would be a two-month rental. That could mean potentially good things because the the trade capital might not be so high. The problem is that the trade deadline does come with a tax, and the tax is 
pay way more than you need to because I've got 15 other teams on the line yeah. waiting waiting to, to get Brendan Drury. So it's it, it's a double-edged sword there. Um, I don't think Brendan Drury is happening. I don't either. And a couple reasons why you mentioned it, the rental situation. Also, do we trust Brandon Drury to replicate what he does and what he has done in his first half of the season to the second half. This is something Brandon Drury has never done before in his career. Now, maybe he's had some spotty playing time and he's played for a bunch of different teams. Like, okay, yeah, get this guy consistent at bats and consistent opportunities and see what he does with it. But to me, Brandon Drury, and he does add versatility, which is good. The Rays always enjoy that. But I don't see... When you slap the name Brandon Drury across the marquee, I don't see a guy that is year in, year out, uh, or consistently going to give you 30, 35 home runs and whatever his OPS is. I see a guy who's going to give you a 260 batting average with maybe 12 to 15 home runs, which is still something that the Rays need. The Rays still yeah. need a guy that, uh, a Brandon Drury like uh, type of player. I just think that the tax in the cost would be way too high. It's you're, you're going to buy high on Brandon Drury. That's what you're going to do to me. That doesn't make a whole, whole heck of a lot of sense. It's kind of funny because as much as we watch baseball and follow the game, I had no idea who Brandon Drury was until this season, until it was discovered that, yeah, he's really the only guy with the reds who is matching it. So I quite frankly would, try to stay away and keep away from Brandon Drury unless you can find a way to weasel out a hey we'll give you some cap considerations or a slap plank prospect but I wouldn't get into a, a bidding war for him as of right now I mean quite frankly I'd rather almost go after a, a Tommy Pham or a Kyle Farmer or something like that um but I would I, like I would like a veteran and I know that Brandon Drury is just entering a free but I I'd want a guy a little bit more seasoned. And I know, free agent. Right. Like, he's going to be a free agent. I understand that. He's no he's no kid. He's no rookie. I understand that. But I want a guy who who went through yeah. free agency maybe a couple times. I want a guy who's experienced. I want a, a big voice in, in, in the clubhouse. I, again, we go back to the 08 type of things. Every rookie there, every young player, the first two names that come out of their mouth are Eric Hinsky and Cliff Floyd. Yeah. Right. I don't see an Eric Kinski or Cliff Floyd in this clubhouse, and I would love it. I think they have it on the pitching side. I think by by getting a two-time Cy Young winner like Corey Kluber, who showed up last night uh, in great fashion against the Red Sox, uh, he, that's kind of what I want in yeah. the, in this in this in this beautiful pie in the sky scenario to to happen on the hitting side. Um, but I don't I don't think it would be a smart idea to to buy high. Yeah. On, on Brandon jury. It's, it's sort of the same thing with CJ Crone. Like, are you really going to go after CJ Crone now that he's with the Rockies and he has 20 home runs and 290 batting average? I'd feel better. I'd feel better about buying on CJ Crone okay. than, than, than uh, Brandon jury, because we know he's always had pop. I mean, that's fair. Crone, I mean, he, he had 30 bombs with the Rays in his year, uh, I think 2018. So, yeah. I, I would I would feel way more comfortable with CJ Crone than Brandon Drury, and also the fact that he's already had success not only yeah. as a DH but at the Trop. So 
I would feel comfortable with CJ. Right. I just wonder about the cost is what I'm trying yeah, to say. The, the cost is, yeah. yeah. And, and who knows, maybe we could be wrong on Brandon Drury in the sense of maybe at 29 years old, he figures it all out. Some guys are very, very late bloomers. That that very well could be the case. But um, yeah, I, I know that's a name that, that's popped up, but I, I don't see it being realistic unless, uh, you know, are, are you comfortable with trading Jonathan Aranda or Xavier Edwards straight up for Brandon Drury? Because that's what might, that, that, that might be what the Reds are asking for. Ask yourselves this. Compare, I know, different economy, different years, all of that. Different everything. But just as a little guide, what were Nelson Cruz's numbers last year and then put him right next to Brandon Jury's this year. If you've got 10 minutes and yeah. you want to you know, get into the head of a GM, do this. Nelson Cruz's number last year uh, before the trade and then Brandon Jury's numbers right now. Compare them. Who ha- is having a better season? After you do that, know that Nelson Cruz, in order to get swayed from the Twins, it took basically a, two really good young uh, pitchers. Right. Now, again, would you be able to do the same thing or similar to as a baseline? Right. That's 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 a yeah. tough ask. Now, I think I, I I mean, it would be crazy. I'm sure the Reds are asking for the moon in the world for Brandon Drury. But let's be honest, the career track of Nelson Cruz and what he brings to the clubhouse. I, I look at uh, Drury's uh, B-Ref page. I don't see, you know, 450 home runs. I don't see, you know eight all-star appearances. So that's another thing. That's also what you're paying a premium for to get a Nelson Cruz like player. So maybe at the age too, you know, you're also thinking, Oh, is he going to break down? Unfortunately for the, for the race fandom, you know, he kind of did not produce as as tough on the, on the first season, but Brenger is a young guy. So you, you might be wanting the same thing, but two month rental, I would not pull the trigger and I don't think the Rays are going to pull the trigger. Right. And yeah, it'll be really, I'm curious to see how the Reds navigate all this and how they fire sale their team for all intents and purposes. I looked at their farm system and did some research and I mean, they need a lot. They're, you know, middle of the pack farm system, but they need short and long-term pitching help. And then they're seeking or the idea is that they want to see contact oriented players with good approaches at the plate to balance some of the boom and bust guys that they have uh, across their farm system, like Ellie De La Cruz. And when I hear contact oriented players with good approaches and plate discipline, I hear Jonathan Aranda and Xavier Edwards, and that might be yep. what they're asking for, quite frankly. Yeah, exactly. So, and honestly, right now, after seeing Jonathan Aranda just do everything he wants with AAA pitching, I want to see him and what he can do at, at, in, in major league. So I, I would not yeah. pull that trigger. Hey, but uh, El Bruhan, you got your chance. You kind of squandered it. So Jonathan Aranda, your next man up. That's yeah. the way it works. And That's if Jonathan Aranda keeps producing, good for him. Good for yeah. him, absolutely. Uh, we have one more mailbag question we'll get to on today's episode, but we have to tell you about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. Well, you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home 
and in your pocket. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And be sure to write Locked On in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you to the right place. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. All right, this final question from one of our regular OG listeners, Brian Stark. He says, I feel like the Rays' most consequential trade deadline in recent history was 2018. This year coming up to the deadline feels like that. I know they are in the playoff picture, but it feels like imposter syndrome. Do the Rays become soft sellers this year? Uh, good question, Brian. Yeah. Uh, dude, that's, that's a tough one. I, I would say you're going to see a lot more of clearing Rule 5 eligible guys. Do you so, see it as a 2019 situation more so than a 2018 situation? I think because of the extra playoff spot, you might look. Let's 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 uh, clear everything off the table. This team is playing basically with a Triple A team for the last two months, and they are second in the best division in baseball, seven games ahead uh, of 500. Remarkable. Okay. Yeah. Has it been frustrating? 1000%. It's, have we seen sloppy play? 1000%. But the reality is this they're beating the Red Sox, they're beating the Jays. They're better than the Orioles, thank God. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, this is with like a, a team that's, you know, missing like five of their regular players and they're still second in that division. So I think they're not going to be you know, soft selling. I think they're going to stand still. I think they're, they're going to stand pat. They're not really going to do, do, do huge moves. I, I think that the huge moves that they have to do is clear some guys that they might lose in the rule five. Yeah. Uh, Cal Stevenson, for example, was one of those names and, 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 and he was just given on the, on the Yu Chang trade. So uh, those are the types of trades that I'm, that we're going to be seeing small moves that are more um, bureaucracy or administrative type moves than this guy, some, somebody that is really going to help us yeah. this year. This, this, this is the new Tommy fam of, of 2018. This guy is going to be the next Tyler Glass. Now, like I don't foresee any of those moves. It's going to just be administrative moves so that the rule five is not going to be as difficult as it is because let's remember why is it going to be really difficult? There was no Rule 5 draft this year. Okay, guys like Blake Hunt, for example, right. um, who, were, who were supposed to be um, you know, on the chopping block get, were giving another reprieve. So that's the kind of moves that I'm thinking. I, 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 I don't see a lot of big moves like 2018 or, or 2021. Yeah, it's different circumstances here. For one, the Red Sox and the Yankees in 2018 were – 100 win ball clubs like they were the cream of the crop and there wasn't that expanded playoff spot either and at the trade deadline give or take the rays were right at 500 could the rays be right at 500 at this year's trade trade deadline sure but again you have that extra wild card spot that you can deal with and as we mentioned earlier on this podcast you have reinforcements coming and that's a really good point that you made about uh, you know, clearing some of that 
40-man roster crunch because doesn't the the, the guys on the 60-day IL, don't you have to make way for them? If, yeah. if the Rays are confident that some of those pitchers and others are going to be able to make some sort of impact and be available and ready in August, September, October, God willing, then you you got to find some room for those yeah. spots. So that's another thing to consider as well. Yeah, it would be um, – let, let's go back. I actually did want to – because this was a, a fun question that Brian brought up, and I, I just – kind of going back in history a little bit to 2018, what the Rays did that year. They traded Nate Eovaldi for Jalen Beeks. They traded Matt Andres for Michael Perez. They gave away Johnny Venters to the Braves. They traded Wilson Ramos to the Phillies for cast consideration slash player to be named later. They also acquired Tommy Pham, giving up minor league pitchers Genesis Cabrera and Roel Ramirez and minor league outfielder Dustin Williams. And of course, there was the blockbuster Chris Archer to the Pittsburgh Pirates deal that yielded Austin Meadows, Tyler Glass now, and Shane Boz. That was a crazy trade deadline. Like yeah. I, I'm, I'm 100% sure that they, they did not know um, the repercussions of that. There's no way. You, didn't, you don't have a, a crystal ball like that. Because I, even Shane Boz, they didn't even know it was going to be Shane Boz because it was a player to be named later. It became Shane Boz. Let's right. not forget that. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't think we're going to see any, any. Look, when you look at that IL, look when you look, look when you look, look when you look, look when you look at the IL, Pete Fairbanks, JP Fireisen, Luis Patino, Yanni Chirinos, you need pitching help, it's coming. Now, of course, the naysayers are going to be like, well, you don't know how they're going to come. Well, you're gonna you're gonna have to find out because nobody else is going to find out how they're how they're doing. So you have to do that. Um, yeah. So the re- those four names should help. Yanni Chirinos with with maybe a multi inning type of of uh, of work. Uh, uh, Luis Patino, the same thing uh, with him. JP Fireisen was amazing uh, before he 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 was uh, getting hurt. He was basically on an all star kind of trajectory, like Jason Adam and um, Pete Fairbanks who was, I think, earmarked to be the closer this season. So those are four quality arms that you're going to get back. On the hitting side, Brandon Lau, like we mentioned in the first segment, mm-hmm. that's a big, big bat to, 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 to get back. And, and hopefully, you know, the Jonathan Aranda, the Luke Rayleigh guys that, that are now up can, can help out a little bit more than Taylor Walls and more than Vidal Bruhan and maybe more than Josh Lowe has. Or maybe Josh Lowe steps up. Look, we have to be patient. I know it's been yeah. frustrating race fans, but you have to wait for these rookies to, to bloom because Vidal Bruhan had a hundred and I think 38 at bats. We all thought that that was plenty. I don't think so, but it seemed like a lot of at bats yeah. and that's not even enough. 138 at bats is not enough to say if a guy is a bust or not. It really isn't. And the, Trade deadline, it's not July 31st this year, isn't it? August 2nd? August so 2nd, that gives yep. the Rays a little bit more time. You would think that maybe you get another player or two back and you can build a little bit of a winning streak and then the complexion of the season changes just like that. Real quickly, yes or no, will these guys be on the Rays following the trade deadline? Luke Rayleigh. 
Yes. Okay. Brett Phillips. Wait, with the Rays organization? Like, they could be in the minors, correct? Yeah, so I'm, I'm talking about their, they would not be in the organization. Okay, okay, cool. Uh, Luke Rayleigh, yes. Okay. Brett Phillips. Yes. Yu Chang. No. Ford Proctor. Yes. Renee Pinto. Yes. Harold Ramirez. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Eman Choi. Now that's where the water gets a little bit hotter. Yes or no? I think we've run out of time, Kevin. Uh, I need a yes or no uh, for G-Man. That's I think, you know what? I, I've all, we've, we've always been like, oh, this is the year G-Man gets shipped off. And so I once said, I think it was the last offseason, I was like, I'm done saying that G-Man will leave the race. He's going to be with the race until he's 55. So, no, he's going to stay. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Thank you again for all the great mailbag questions. You can send us mailbag questions anytime. Locked on at gmail.com. Send us the voice memos, 60 seconds or less. Uh, you can also email, uh, DM that to us as well. Thank you again for listening to the Locked on Rays podcast. And on Thursday and Friday, we'll have an MLB draft preview show with Jeff Ellis, MLB draft expert for the Locked on Podcast Network. Knows his stuff for sure. So that'll be coming up. Hope you all enjoy that. Stay safe. And we'll talk to you on Thursday and Friday.